I say nailed it? Well, okay, a little, pa- little pause in the middle, but so much better. <laughs> yeah. So much better. I was like, I'll give it an extra second here. I thought about just doing it for you. Well, see, that's what I was worried about, is you're going to fuck with me. <laughs> well, then I figured, yeah, that I would screw with you. So then I was like, yeah, no, I'll leave it be. Well um, done, Carrie. Proud of you. Yeah, well, that, that was, that was A+. Plus. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Podcast 183, we have two OGs here, and uh, Jeff Young, probably the second most viewed guest on our show. Yeah, it's... Probably number one now. Probably number one now. Crazy. (laughs) You guys really, you really can't get anyone else to do it, eh? No, man, we were scraping (laughs) We we asked Shane, but he said no. Yeah, I I actually said I would, I I just (laughs) left uh, talking to him there like half hour ago, and I was like, I'll say hi to the boys for you. (laughs) <laughs> and what did he say? Yeah, he mumbled something. I don't know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, opening banter, maybe we could talk about uh, fantasy golf. Jeff, how did your first week go? Well, the guys that I had that played played pretty good. Um, right. The question is, you know, like, was the time off like not enough for the other guys because they didn't show up? So. You know, um, you know, like if everybody been... had start, it's fine. Like I'm not worried about it. Like I, you, I mean, your, dra- your draft team saw. let you down. Let's let's I'd just say, start you guys with that. Saw the team I employed. Like <laughs> that's some big dollars there, and like they had headsets and everything. They knew what they're doing. They told me ahead of time, look, it's gonna start a little slow. Give everyone false sense of security, uh, and then bury them. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bury them. You have a lot of faith in your crew. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I do. Yeah, I do. They're already scouting for baseball now. So, but okay, if baseball comes around and you're still dead last and you're still putting up 400 points a week, are you going to use them for baseball? Sure. Yeah, I'll stick to my guns. You know, are you the Oakland A's? I'm not going to pay them as much. Um, you know, like they're probably going to have to take a pay cut. Um, maybe you know, take a couple laptops away or whatever. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I know there's a couple guys in the, in the Dominican right now scouting uh, scouting players for for my team, and and you know maybe they're gonna have to pay for their flight back. I don't know yet, but we'll see how it goes. For, so this I'll, is this is a long term idea, or <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh we're committed, we're committed. Yeah. If you need someone to go scout somewhere, I'm down. See, here's the thing: you guys care, don't even I don't care if it's my team. Like, this whatever. didn't even make the news, but one of my guys actually found Wander Franco. <laughs> Where? Guantanamo? Yeah, they, they found him. This kid looks really familiar. Was, you know, this, this kid's hanging out in middle school and um, he's got an MLB tattoo on his neck. It doesn't make sense. And they're like, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't be scouting them. Maybe we should be calling somebody. And they did. And, you know, everyone's safe now. Good. Cool. You're, you're doing the Lord's work. Well yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, staying on fantasy golf, Dexter, not the best start. Uh, no, but like not the worst start either. Hey, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, whoa! What true. are you trying to say? Uh, he lost just like you did. Uh, I lost uh, by fifteen. It was close. <laughs> uh, it, it's all right. It's all right. It's a long process, and I didn't. I didn't put up four hundred and ten points. <laughs> so like, all I know is. Katie was extremely happy. She isn't last. So yeah, we'll see how Katie. We'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> yeah, no, ex- exactly. I just, I, I'm okay with it for the script. 
you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of know how this is going to go. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Right. Your scouts are live. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he may have been the one that found Wander. I, I don't want to disclose, but it is possible Avery was the one that that found him. And I, uh, <laughs> Jesus. I took down Adam Weber. Uh, probably the only way Adam Weber can be taken down in any sport. So uh, I'll take. Take the victories when we get him. That's He's right. good at what he does. Yeah. Pretty good at fantasy football. Not so good at fantasy golf. Well, actually, he was pretty good. He would have won pretty much every match except against DB. DB crushed it. Yeah, he played. He knows golf. <laughs> yeah, he he does. And the, the, his bench players put up a thousand points. Yeah, yeah, I probably could use that. <laughs> yeah, that might have that might have saved you. That might have got me to a thousand. Yeah. Well, fourteen hundred. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, what brings you back to the podcast, man? I I hear you are starting up a YouTube channel. Is this trying? Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, can confirm. Uh, second video was posted uh, today. Um, if you've got a half hour to kill uh, or you have a, a few blocks of 10 minutes in the next couple of days, I, I definitely uh, urge you to uh, to check it out. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying, like, I know I'm not the probably the best option for something like this. Um, you know, I'm not the prettiest person in the world and you know i'm in my mid-40s technology is kind of being a thing for me you you should filter what jen filters. tells you let yeah. you get you down it's fine mm -hmm. you're yeah. a good good looking fella yeah i've tricked her she knows that I, I tricked her there's nothing she can do about it now yeah, so uh so yeah so um i don't know it's it's a little weird because if i'm being completely honest uh it's it's a weird feeling it you kind of feel ridiculous walking around with the camera. So there's a little bit of um, a stigma, I guess, with kind of doing something like that. And you, you know, like, you know, like you know, people make comments and they're kind of just kind of laughing and, and having fun with it too. But um, you know, there is an aspect of that that I'm very uncomfortable with. And uh, hopefully that kind of goes away in time. And if it doesn't, that's fine. Like, I just feel like, if you if you go on YouTube and you check out, there's there's a lot of uh, ten pin bowling streams and they're very popular and they're very useful. And I mean, even as a five pin bowler, I watch a lot of them and I learn a lot. And we don't have anything like that for five pin. And I think that's um, kind of something that's missing in our in our bowling community. And like I said, I don't know if I'm the person to do it, but nobody else is doing it. So somebody has to start. I would really like it in a, you know like maybe. A, few months or a year's time you know some up-and-comer who's you know good on a camera and 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 is a uh, very very well versed in, in in talking to an audience steps up and is like hey we got this from here that'd be fantastic but till that day kind of kind of comes here we are you know trying try our best to figure things out as we go me, me and Dexter tried to start like a tournament vlog. We were going to do, what was it, Dex? Autumn Open or? Um, yeah. <clears throat> we we filmed our before we left videos and then 
we never did anything after that. <laughs> that was it. But there's also a lot of things sitting in the five pin universe bank that hasn't been released. So. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's, there's some quality things. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to tell you right now, it took me probably 120 of these podcasts for me to finally feel comfortable. Yeah. I don't know. The podcast for me is something a little bit different. I don't like, I don't, I feel comfortable talking to you guys on a podcast. It's a little bit different, I think. Mm -hmm. It's not creating content where, you know, like I'm trying to find stuff that I feel like people would be entertained by and it's bowling, yeah, right? So. We love it, but it can be not very entertaining at the same time. So, it like I, I wouldn't say that I want to go to like the extent of like creating some sort of script because I really don't think you could do that um, yeah. in bowling, obviously, because you can't predict how you're going to do in a tournament. But um, I I have written out like my first my first vlog. I wrote six pages of stuff I want to talk about. And not all of it made it into the video, but it just kind of gave me a little bit of a um, kind of direction of, of, of what I wanted to talk about. So I'm not stumbling on my words or um, a lot of dead space. And I think that's probably only going to get a little bit um, more prevalent in the future where um, I'm going to have to plan some stuff out ahead of time, especially doing like a tournament vlog, you know, where you're, you're trying to get um, a whole bunch of action shots. You know, obviously, like, the 10th frame is going to be an important, you know, thing to record and, you know, check in scoreboards and stuff like that. So, you know, each video I think that that we do, and, and you know, to be fair, I'm not doing this by myself. Like, Jen's helping me. Uh, Avery, who already commented, he's, he's going to be a big help and has been so far. There are going to be others that, you know, jump on board. Um it's, it's going to be a team effort, but I think it, it as long as we're organized with how we want to go about it and what direction we want to go, I, I think it's just going to be something that's going to be useful in the future for, you know, like I might say something today on a vlog and two years from now, someone might find it useful. So I think that's pretty important too. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of people that when you had posted that you're going to get back into it, what, what you should be talking about and stuff like that. A lot of people were like saying the technical side and instructional and stuff like that. I, I think the route that you are kind of going is like your personal take on what you're going through and stuff like that, I think is way more entertainment value. The instructional videos and the technical side should be like a side project. It shouldn't be this vlog. Mm -hmm. I think you yeah. got going at the moment anyways, maybe it's something you add. I don't know, but, um, I, and you were talking about like t t uh, lots of 10 pin videos out there and stuff like that. So I followed like Brad and Kyle house bowling mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. And that was kind of their main focus was the day-to-day -day life of yeah. a 10 pin bowler at tournaments and stuff like that. And I, it was entertaining that way. Um, I feel like, I feel like um, it's kind of a fine line for me to talk about the technical aspects of, of bowling because you know, everybody's at a different level and, and I don't want to overwhelm discussing a topic, you know, and lose somebody. And then at the same time, like if, if I have an approach on something and I realize, you know, my ideas and, and, and thoughts on what is going to make me successful might set people back, you know, like if I offer a suggestion, it might make things worse for them. So, you know, that's just something I got to be really mindful about, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, like I try and think about what I would enjoy watching. And, and like you said, like it's the day-to-day stuff. Like there are a lot of bowlers that kind of want to dip their foot in the water of, of bowling at, you know, a competitive level, whether it be, you know, um, you know, the youth level or adult at, at any rank and to understand what we do, you know, to, to, to prep for a tournament, you know, like what the tournaments are like, you know, you, you, especially out here, um, we get a lot of people asking about club tour and WCBT and what that's like. And, and if we could show, uh, on a YouTube video, kind of what they could be expecting. And I think that would really help, um, get people out on the lanes because I can't speak for WCBT. I mean, I mean, I've been there, um, but club tours, especially there are a lot of people that have said to me after they finally, you know, they've been talking about for years coming out to a tournament and they been like, wow, that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. People were really nice. I wasn't expecting that. And, and I think if we can kind of show that a little bit, maybe we'll get those people out the door a little bit quicker. We'll get some numbers up. We'll get a bunch of people that are passionate about bowling, um, kind of, maybe kind of filling their need or their want to, to, you know, be a little bit more competitive, you know, I mean, we've, we've done a lot in our careers, the three of us, but if you think back to like when we started and you know, how uh, scary that could have been first masters tournament, or, you know, you come out of YBC and you're, you know, starting to play with the big boys and even like a pro league or something like that. When, you know, the first time you ever bowled a pro league and how, how that made you feel, and we didn't have anything really out there to, you know, well, at least I didn't anyway, in the 90s, you know, that set it up that showed me like, hey, this is not a big deal after all. This is this is something that you should be looking forward to. We were very fortunate here, for sure. I got to start playing in our major men's league on Wednesday nights when I was, well, I was sparing at 14 permanently in the league at 15. Um, so playing the cash room at like the first TPC that was in Collingwood, I, I played the very first one. Um, so like we definitely had the right people in place where it didn't seem all that scary because I had mm-hmm. been around them for long enough that it was all right. Um, but that's not always the case. You're absolutely right. Like um, I've, I've always thought of like wearing a GoPro for an entire, entire cash tournament mm-hmm. just so people could see like full on exactly what it's like the whole time. Hey, Avery, there's your uh, head uh, GoPro guy right there. Like honestly, I think I think it would be great. I also he, he always was, talked about getting like a, a 360 camera and putting it in a in a pit during um during yeah. like open provincials and stuff, so people could yep. see what the pit is like. Yeah, actually, wait, I have a, a 360. Jen bought a 360 camera here a, a while ago. I might be able to try that, but but yeah, Avery, Avery was telling me on uh, Sunday he was like, "Oh, you should do the GoPro on the head." It's like I got I got the whole gear. Like just pull the turn with it on your on your head. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Like. But I mean, at least Try if, I'm, first. if we're, I'm wearing a hat, I'm eventually yeah. just gonna forget. Oh, it would, yeah, right. Yeah. Which is kind of the key. I'd have to try to censor myself, and that that isn't easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're telling me. Yeah, uh, and it might look you. up a few times, but like, whatever. <laughs> like, I think it would probably be decent, you know, d- decent content, and yeah, yeah, people could see how much fun it actually is. Yeah, uh, I mean. I remember, I remember when like Ryan O'Callaghan started coming out to the cash tournaments again, and he did not expect to like as many people as he did. You know, like mm. it was just like it. 
Bowling still has a stigma, and like he had been around like the high end stuff of it too, but he had not been around like the tour side of stuff. Yeah. And like when he arrived, he, like after that weekend, he thought it was amazing. Like everyone gets along, everyone parties, everyone mm-hmm. has like a great time, but they also yeah. take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, there's there's two sides to the event, and you need to see both to understand just what the draw is. Yeah, and, and I'll say like the one thing that I've learned since I've been out here in Newfoundland is like there are so many. In, in, in the St. John's area, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed how many super passionate, super talented bowlers we've got here. And they're, I think they're just looking for an avenue to kind of get out there and bowl a little bit more and, and maybe be a little bit more successful. And, and, you know, every week I run into somebody where it's just like, wow, I can't believe how talented this person is. And, you know, you find out that they're rated the bowling and, well, it's a big deal for them. And something like this might be able to kind of get them that next step where they're going to hop on a plane and go to a club tour WCBT or whatever um you know not directly you know in the same breath but you know there's a, a bunch of us that are, are all talking about you know going to, to a duckman tournament in the states you know and, and, and that's something that they're, they're they're really considering too so you know anything we can do to um maybe expand the community a little bit like i, I just think this is this is a, a good opportunity and and if there are anyone, if there's anyone else out there, you know, looking to do the same thing or kind of get things going with their own things in mind, uh, their own channel in mind, um, you know, I will pull out and be all, all about helping promote that. Uh, I think more channels, the better, you know, it'll definitely take a strain off of, you know, like what you guys are doing or, or what I'm going to have to try to do. You know, the more viewership that we can get, I think, is in the more content is should be better and we do have plans like it's not going to be all stuff like tournaments like we've, we've talked about doing like um some fun side challenge challenges like at a, at a bowling center when there's one around and and you know kind of just getting a good laugh but, but i mean that's the that stuff that works as well those are a really great idea eh, carry really great idea <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> I just, I just really want to see Tim throw up on camera. Who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> maybe, maybe Cindy probably doesn't want to. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> right up her alley. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, no. it was kind of funny. You guys were talking about the GoPro idea and stuff like that. So, like Jason Belmonte did it with Google Glass back in the day, right? And he did it on a TV show and stuff like that. And I think he shot three hundred wearing it, but, um. Isn't that, I don't know, I found it super niche. I don't think a lot of people would watch a content like mm-hmm. that. I get it for um, an experience video. I think that'd be freaking cool, like five minutes of it, but probably not like a, a full session. Yeah. You get motion sickness. And there was kind of people talking about Jeff holding the camera. Like, oh, I know. I've heard it. Yeah, I heard it in person too. They're like, oh, you need to get the camera straight. I'm like, I'm just trying to do something different because it's it's – it's hard to just sit in a chair and talk and, and you know what I mean? Like I needed to move a little bit to, you know, kind of get out there and, and, and get the blood going to, to motivate, motivate myself to, to do the first vlog. And now that I'm a little more comfortable, you'll see like on the second one, I'm stationary, you know, like yeah. it's, it's probably going to be a thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in my office right now, but it, it, it kind of has a bit of an echo. So I, you know, I got to try and figure out good places to, to have conversation 
so that uh, it, you know, the sounds pretty good. And I'm sure eventually I'll get a mic or something like that. And that's the thing, like I'm doing all this on a, you know, a camera that's quite a few years old. Uh, you know, my laptop is, is a, a relic itself. So there's definitely challenges in that way too, where I don't have like the top equipment. You know, you look at guys like, like Brad and Kyle or the house bowling and, you know, you know that they've got some money put into, into their setups to, yeah. to, to put out some, some high quality content. I'm not there yet. I, I definitely would like to get into, you know, that kind of territory eventually, but we're not there yet. Well, if you ever need something, Vipin universe has some stuff, so we can talk. Oh yeah, I'll just drive over and pick it up one day, and we'll be yeah we'll for be sure. Good. Yeah, you can just if I, if I leave now, I should be able to get back for nationals or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I, one thing I will say though, like since I mean this is only you know a week or two since we've since we've started uh, putting stuff out there, but I mean I've already had people approach me and just say like, hey, like um, I have this idea, or uh, you know and, and and someone approached Jen the other day with, with an idea that I, I really, um, I really want to pursue because I think it's an important conversation to have. And I think it's a big deal, um, that this person stepped forward to, to have some, um, some discussion on their experiences. So, um, I think that something like that is, is vital too, because if I, if I see, people are being engaged and you know, they, they're thinking of things and, and coming up with ideas, then it's going to push me to, to continue or, or push a little bit harder because like, I mean, the worst thing to do is, you know, feel like nobody cares what you're putting out there, right? You, I wouldn't be motivated if I didn't think anyone cared. So the people that are reaching out and saying, Hey, like I like this, or Hey, have you tried doing this? I think they're really important for me because I, I, I think that to me, that shows that one that they're actually watching and, and two, that they're engaged enough that they have ideas that they've kind of watched and said, hey, I just thought of this. Like, what do you think? You know, I think that's important. Yeah, sure. The, the interaction with them, right, is a big, mm -hmm. a big part. So if you're watching and just comment on the YouTube video, if you don't know Jeff personally or something like that, right, it's just the feedback is a big bonus and keeps you motivated to keep producing, right? Yeah, and can guide you into the next video and things like that too, which yeah. which makes your job a little bit easier as well. And yeah, I tell you, when we switched to doing these live, it definitely made it actually made our lives way easier. It was way stressful, but it made our lives way easier. Yeah. Like being able to like bounce ideas off the actual you know public too, and it won't be yeah. the same thing for you, but you know having people comment in on the videos afterwards will will make a big difference. I mean, I'd I'd like to be. A couple videos ahead of what I'm what I'm actually releasing, you know, like mm -hmm. um, when we're done here, like tomorrow, I'm going to start uh, my next video. I already kind of know what I want to do with that. And the following week, we have another open set, so I'm definitely going to, you know, put all that together. And then it's just like, okay, well, what do I do after that? You know, so I think as long as I can stay ahead of the curve and and have um, some ideas, I'm not stretching to create content that's not there you know what i mean like I'm, i don't know if like league bowling is going to be a worthwhile kind of vlog or anything like that i i, I feel like i think I, like our tuesday team would be would be a good one with with uh it's myself jen manor galicano like you know what i mean like that'd be a fun team to watch bowl too and and but i, I mean i don't i don't know like i don't know if that would be something that'd be worth 
putting together. And, and like I said before, like we're all kind of just learning along the way of what people want, what people don't want, you know, like you're not going to see me wandering around with a camera anytime soon. Cause people didn't want that. Right. So, yeah, you know, getting everybody seasick. <laughs> I, I always enjoyed your, uh, your driving video. Oh yes. I mean, I, those, those will come back to you. I'm pretty sure because you know, like I don't do any long, we don't have to do any long drives anymore. Everything here in, in St. John's area is no more than 15 minutes apart. But I mean, I felt like those are the, were the best ones because I had time to think. Right. So like if I'm driving along and everything's quiet, it's like, Hey, like you do I your best be thinking in the car or in the shower and you can't do mm. a shower video. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would lose video. I would lose viewers pretty quick. Or, yeah, niche market. <laughs> um, so like with you moving out to Newfoundland and how many leagues are you playing out there? Uh, you had mentioned the Tuesday league. I know you bought yeah. tonight. Yeah. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like uh, Ontario, a bit more of a production for league. Like you know, you start at like seven or seven thirty or whatever, and like you're rolling out you're rolling out the door when you're done tonight nine thirty, sometimes ten o'clock at night. I bought a league tonight that started nine o'clock our time, and we were out the door by ten. And three games like. We bowl, I bowl uh, quads, quads Tuesdays, like I said. Uh, we bowled out at holiday. We start at 7. I mean, like 9 o'clock, we're, already, we're, we're gone by then. Uh, it's a double league, doubles league tonight. Jen and I bowl together. It's a 32-team uh, league, but just one one team on a lane. And like I said, start at 9, and we're out, you know, some most most of the time about a quarter to 10, to 10 o'clock. That's a plaza? It's at Plaza, yeah. And then uh, uh, Thursdays I bowl at Paradise, and it's myself, Dan Drodge, and Craig Ford. We call the Emperor. And uh, and uh, we start – it's two shifts in that league, 8 o'clock and 9.30. And, I mean, like you bowl on the 8 o'clock shift, you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out when you're done by if there's a 9.30 shift. So it's super quick, man. It's crazy. Like bowl three games on a, on a Wednesday night, and you're not even there for an hour, or you're in and out, like – you know, it it's and, and the league is so big that you know you almost forget the people bowling in the league. Like you're like, oh yeah, forgot this person bowls because you're bowling so quick and you're so like it's stretched out oh. so far. And you only face you could them go a few time. weeks and don't see anybody, right? You'll only face them one time throughout a year. Then yeah, realistically, yep. right? So like, yep, you're done. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but a lot of fun. A lot of like I said, a lot of really passionate bowlers and. I, I know I just like enjoy like they shake hands before they start bowling. They shake hands afterwards, which is something that Jen and I have to get used to because we usually don't do that because we've never had to do it before. But you know they always say like good bowling, just like you're bowling in a tournament. But it's league. It's crazy. It's 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 um it's it's refreshing. And I'm not not knocking anything in Ontario or anything because because I mean the atmosphere is really good there too. It's just it's just such a change from from what we're used to. That's a great comment, Jeff. Like Dexter, do they still do that Sunday match play? Do you guys shake hands before matches and after? Yeah, yeah, they that did. We, we did that in the Super League on Wednesday nights too. So yeah. like, I think um, the match play side of things that's still quite prevalent yeah. in Alberta. But um, I mean, like this is like, you know, I'm I'm bowling Betty, who's got a one fifty five average, but we're shaking hands before we bowl. You know, and like. It's all the leagues. It's uh, it, it's really cool. It is really cool to uh, to go through that. One funny story though, like my first, 
my first night of league bowling, uh, <laughs> bowl, bowling at Paradise on the Thursday night, and we had only we had just arrived. Um, we weren't even there for a week, and the first team that we bowl, one of the ladies on the other team, she's like, "Oh, I remember bowling with you." And I'm like, "Really?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I used to bowl." Well, a league with you, uh, you know, quite a few years ago. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you never bowled with me before. She's like, no, I definitely did. I bowled with you before. I'm like, I haven't been in this province for a week. So you definitely did bowl with me. She thought I was Jay Young. And, uh, and yeah, it was it was a pretty funny uh, <laughs> pretty funny uh, story. But, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Craig, Craig says, yeah, because I was there for like a day. I think we had we did show up the day before. Yeah. We, we held family twosome here like, a couple weeks ago. And there was a uh, there was a Jeff Young playing in it. And oh. I was like, oh, he's flying out for this. <laughs> a big deal, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, you know, just the whole landscape of 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 this place is is just unreal. Like it's the pace of life is amazing. Um, you know, people are so friendly. Um, and I mean, the weather, they, they're going on about how bad winters are. And I understand this is the beginning of the winter, but um, as somebody who can't handle insane heat and humidity, um, I, I know they do have humidity here as you know, if you were here, if you were here in the summer, uh, yeah, we experienced that. but uh, you know, like I couldn't handle the, uh, the summer's, in Ontario a lot of the time. So I'll take a colder winter, longer winter with less 35 plus days in the summer. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, like half the country hates you now. Just so you know. <laughs> well, no. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a great community out there. Yeah. The, the one thing that absolutely I just, it was, it was hilarious that um, Jen and I went, uh, there was a whole bunch of us went to the, the Newfoundland Growlers game. Uh, it was their season opener. And just to kind of give you an idea of like how different of a world out here it is. And like Jen and I were speechless and, uh, we, we were watching this hockey game and it was like a big moment, like power play just starting and they're trying to hype up the crowd and they showed curling on the big screen and everyone got jacked, like it was crazy. I'm like, what are we watching? Like we're at a hockey game and to pump everybody up, they're showing curling and it's doing it. Like they are going nuts. I'm like, what planet do we move to? <laughs> that's, that's curling was something I used to put on TV to get, you know, have a nice afternoon nap. If you know, like if I couldn't, didn't get a good sleep or something like that. Like that big, is hilarious. Big celebrities, big celebrities out there. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, we just drove down Gushu highway, you know, to come home from bowling. It's nuts. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. It doesn't feel good. I still don't know how I feel about it. Like Jen and I were speaking. We were the only two people in the whole arena who weren't making any noise because we didn't know what was going on. Just wait till you have to drive down Chafe Road. Like, it's going to be a big yeah. deal. Big yeah, deal. I think so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing if uh, bowling ever got the attention of like a curling or anything like that. That's uh, I, I know what I, I could really see. Um, and they, and they just kind of released uh, information on a, on a tournament. Like I could see like a Bobby O street, like a Bobby O way or something. Bobby you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I think yeah. that would right be down in front of holiday. Yeah. I think that would be something that, you know, would be doable. Like 
to, I mean, we've, we, we all know him not as well as the people here, but we, we knew him well enough to know that like all the praise and notoriety that he's ever gotten, he's, 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 it, they, we've probably under delivered on what he deserves. You know what I mean? So I could definitely see something like that happening. You know, if there were, if, if there were to ever be a person in Newfoundland to have like a street named at all, hundred percent. Like I don't think there's a doubt. I don't think anyone in Newfoundland would even pick another name. So, um, I know, obviously people know that you and Mitch are a part of soft roll and you guys have been putting on bowling balls. I know you moved out to Newfoundland kind of shortly after that whole thing started. How has, um, the business relationship worked for you being out in Newfoundland, just popping out ideas for Mitch to execute or what's going on down there? Yeah, it's a little tough. Um, we're not going full, full speed yet. We're still in a state of transition so um we have to be mindful of that but um it's um it's been challenging but at the same time we kind of knew ahead of time that you know this was going to be a thing and and um you know we kind of realized that maybe i would be more of a face someone to you know to be like a figure for people to contact and then and go from there and uh, i i would say that it so far to date, it's definitely gone that way. A lot of people messaging me and just saying, Hey, like, how do we do this? And, and, and I think that's always been a thing with, with soft roll is not always knowing, um, how to go about ordering a set of bowling balls or, you know what I mean? Like, um, through us anyway. And, uh, and yeah, so, so far, I mean, obviously there's been lots of challenges and, and we're, we're getting there. Um, maybe the next month, I think you'll see, things speed up and um more of a presence online and and uh i would i'm hoping um especially in the uh, for customs the the time it takes to create something will be a little bit quicker yeah um the main reason kind of for that question is you came up with a bowling ball here recently that was shared across facebook and it was looked like neapolitan ice cream is there any way you can get more vibrant colors and uh, <laughs> match? It's tough, colors? right? Because because we're using rubber, so you can only get um, the colors can only be so vibrant, right? And and um, I do know, like Steve was talking to um, a provider for rubber that was a different hardness, um, but I don't know. Um, I don't know what colors are um, available that haven't been touched yet. And I, and, and, and the one thing I'll say, like that we've already learned is sometimes the colors are a very long process to create. And, and I know like, you know, someone asking for a certain color and if they're talking to me about it, I will have to like kind of confer with, with the parties in the shop and say, Hey, like what, what is the what's the time frame to make something like this because you know like this is a hard color to make i don't know like especially that people are looking for more of a color match type deal and you know we've been talking to to quite a few um pipe league um you know members you know, or and, and teams that are you know talking about doing uh, coordinated bowling balls in the near future and you know like we want to make sure that we get the color um palette correct so you know, there's challenges there too. 
Interesting. I just saw you put out a signature ball. Was it Danny Vogel, right? Oh, Danny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You want like uh, Canadian colors? Yeah. Like there's um, How definitely. Many oh, I I don't know. Um, it, it's hard to say. It's, it's the demand is there. I think mm. um, more people that kind of um, inquire about it, and once, like I said, once we kind of get up and going. Um, we we're definitely going to put a, a presence on, on online and and you know in creation of a lot of bowling balls you're going to see them online unless you know like right now if someone were to get a custom if they share it then then you'll see it it's not something that i i would go ahead and say hey check this out just because like it's their own identity it's something that they're you know pretty interested in 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 creating themselves and kind of like having their own personalization to it we are personalizing the personal bowling ball, I guess, in a way. So um, I definitely feel like um, this is a, a market that is going to explode eventually. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's going to want to have their own twist on what, what, you know, what they're throwing. And I, I think it's, it's, it's just the next level for, for us as bowlers to kind of add a little more identity to our game. Do you think this these additional hard balls are, or I should say hard, these different harnesses, uh, rubber, do you think that's going to be something that's going to come to fruition? And if so, are you thinking it's going to be harder or softer? Um, well, it'll, it'll be hard to say, like, until we actually, you know, kind of get the green light to, to jump in and, um, you know, talk to, uh, distributors or manufacturers of this material you know it uh we don't know what is available or what um what the end product would be until we start testing and you know if we come out with like um like a harder rubber ball like even if we say next month get material and we start you know start that process we're probably going to be i would say at least a year out before yeah. it comes out because we're gonna have to test it make sure it's for sure you know durable like you know we want to make sure that there's quality with that as well so um yeah. you know that that's something that would be in the future i don't see anything um really in the near future changing other than maybe more of an online presence we're going to try and streamline a lot of things so it's easier for people to um get in contact uh, with us about ordering on their own um, and maybe hopefully making it easier for distributors and proprietors also to to have uh, uh, just another way of, of of ordering and making sure that everything is kind of where it needs to be. So here's my suggestion. Your durability testing and your all that, you should vlog that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it'll be... It'll be interesting. Like I do know, like I've had a lot of people um, kind of mention they want to see like the full process of creating a bowling ball, which I do think is a good video. However, I also don't want to necessarily trade. Yeah, I was just gonna say I also don't want to show all that because you know, like there are some things that you know, like, we just like to. I wouldn't say keep secret, but it's, we just don't want it really to be public knowledge here's what we do you you can do this now too you know like you don't give um, away the ingredients to the secret sauce Jeff. yeah right Everybody and and, and i think that's uh 
and I understand like people are just really interested in learning that process. And I was about learning it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll get some, but you won't get it all. Yeah, fair. How, how do you durability or how do you test the bowling ball for durability? Just well, really we just, throw it? yeah, we just, you know, we just uh, lock Shane Chafe in a bowling center for like a week straight and, and just get them to throw balls and if they're still around and in one piece you know when we unlock the door and you know, after just, we're done running away from them and we you know i'm just picturing him them. coming out like harry looking like king kong just wanting to hammer somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah it probably wouldn't be a good situation i would i would probably get somebody else to unlock that door but but uh yeah i don't know like i i would think that i guess the best route to go is to find a bunch of people that throw a different style you know some people throw finesse some people throw harder you know and just let them go at it for a while and give their honest opinion here's what i like here's what i don't like you know video document it so we can kind of get a look at what what the reaction is and 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 the shelf life of of a ball fair enough my my suggestion is make them not last as long so you can sell more listen we've You've obviously been in meetings with Mitch and I because <laughs> these are things that we've talked back in the atomic days when we were we were messing around with that stuff. That was like the one thing. Like ten boom balls, they, that shelf life for those are very short, so they sell a lot of balls, right? And and um, yeah, I mean a lot of people. I mean, I when I'm not throwing like the ball that I actually use the most out here is an Ebonite Pro Line, and it's like a 50 year old ball. Like honestly, it's older than I am, and and it's just. People, yeah, not by much, but it is. If, if only, is. if only is. there was an association that regulated our game that mm -hmm. could put serial numbers on bowling balls and have them discontinued after a certain amount of time, kind of like baseball bats, kind of like mm -hmm. every other sport that knows the manufacturers need to survive as well. Yeah, um, that's the, that's hint, the thing. Hint. Like, wink, wink. Uh, and, and this this is another aspect too like when we're talking about doing like the ultimate like personalized personal ball we're hoping that we can kind of piggyback on like collectors and we know they're out there um but i know like uh, the one thing i want to do on this back wall like uh, over time i would like to have like one-off customs or you know like some really oddball looking stuff and and melt them to the wall you know like just sitting there so that if I'm doing like something like this or I'm doing a vlog on YouTube, like it would be kind of cool to see a whole bunch of selection of stuff that you'd never see, you know, like you've never seen anyone throw and just have, have it as like a collection. I think that'd be pretty cool too. So um, we're just trying to keep that in mind with um, different reasons for people to want to buy bowling equipment. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that just want to buy stuff because it looks cool and they might not ever throw it. So like, you know, like we've done that already. We've, you know, like sat down and talked to people about, oh, I want to do a ball, but I'm, it's not going to get thrown. You know, it's going to be a display ball. It's, I want to commemorate this or, you know, I just think this looks cool and I want to add it to my collection just to, you know, have it to look at. So those people are out there. It'd be neat if like you could do what? like have a, a jeff young ball and jeff young signature series but specifically for one event and then once you've done that one event then you auction it off mm. like 
do it for like an Adam Weber or Carrie Kreitz or people like that. It's like okay, this is this is the Carrie Kreitz ball for the you know Regatta Classic, and then give it to him for nothing, and then when you're done, sell it right afterwards for like five hundred bucks. Sorry, I'm just looking to see if you guys have like a wiretap in this office or something. Like, are you guys <laughs> listening to conversations? Um, I don't want to say too much, but we do have we do have an idea. Um, not exactly that, but something along those lines. Um, and they are in the works. The wheels are turning. So um, it's just right now. It's just a matter of getting to the finish line so that we can actually get there and do that. So. Like I said, in the next month or so, um, you know, we can hopefully start um, producing or promoting um, some ideas that we do have that are, are going to happen for sure. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. I, obviously, like this podcast wasn't about soft roll or anything, but um, being a bowling podcast, we are definitely going to dive into everything that you have your fingers into since you're our guest and uh Jeff, I can't thank you enough for starting the YouTube channel back up. I think more media is better media. It doesn't matter what quality you think it is. There's going to be people out there that are going to be watching it. And, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, another thing, too, like um, for those a little more, I guess, old school in the social medias we'll, we'll, might remember back in the day when I had my own uh, the 5-Pin Bowling blog. Uh, where I would really post stuff uh, on a weekly basis, which is still available. Like it's still up. That website's still going. Um, you know, look for some of that sort of thing coming back. Um, maybe bringing the band, getting the band back together and, and doing some stuff um, in the near future, hopefully. Uh, probably in terms of like a, uh, like a, maybe a Facebook group for, for posting stuff. And, and I think we're going to, you know, leave it, leave it up for a lot of people to contribute as well. I don't think it needs to be to one, two or three person operation. I think there are a lot of, a lot of people out there that I think sh they have a voice, but they don't really make it heard. And I think they, if, if we kind of push them a little bit, I think it'll just make the entire community a little bit stronger, a little bit better. Um, you know, in this game. So I, I really urge anyone that's really thinking about doing any sort of publishing of, of, of their thoughts or experiences in bowling. Like, I think, uh, I think it's something that, that you should really consider. It, like I said, like, it's not a comfortable thing for me to be, you know, behind or in front of a camera and, and, and talking and, and I do know that I'm, I'm, I'm personable and I, I don't have a problem talking to, especially when it comes to bowling. But, um, I would definitely say that, um, uh, you get over that discomfort and, and, and give it a, a an honest try and, and see what comes of it because you might actually want to enjoy it. And two, you might find out that people are really interested in what you got to say. Like you, like you said, you know, like putting content out there, if there's no content out there, then, um, obviously no one's watching it because it doesn't exist if you can touch one person to you know make them you know learn something or enjoy the sport a little bit more then you know what i mean consider it a success and, and that's that's all we can ask to do yeah. um i don't think we're not trying to conquer the world here and you know i'm not trying to push my opinion on 
um, everybody because I don't think that's the way to go either. But um, if I'm putting stuff out there and a couple people find it useful or entertaining, then then that's a victory for me. Oh, I definitely try and push my opinion on everybody I talk to. So uh, <laughs> if you need me to do something, I will. Uh, one thing I was going to add to that, you're kind of saying like kind of having people volunteer their time and trying to do stuff like this. That's one thing I found not only through the podcast, but um, the 5PL commentary and all that stuff. A lot of people don't like to volunteer. They like to be asked. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, even that's the, the same. People, even the people listening here, if they don't want to do it, maybe they know somebody that would be interested. They could ask them to help you. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that too. Um, Jeff can't reach out to everybody, and we know people are shy and don't like maybe putting their their foot in the way. But yeah, just just asking for sure. Yeah, I mean. Um... Like I said, I, if, if anyone is got any suggestions, I mean, even if they have an idea and they don't want to implement it themselves, you know, if, if, if it's something that, that I can do or, you know, my team can, can put together, you know, I, I would even especially enjoy um, on my channel, not just me being me talking, you know, I would like to have a bunch of other people that, are contributing, you know, especially when it comes to like, if I'm doing my own videos and like the one, like that was published today, I mean, I spent hours uh, editing that. And if I had somebody else, you know, getting next week's ready while I'm doing this week's, you know, like, like I said, like tomorrow I'm going to get right into the next one and it's going to be the same deal. It's going to be a bunch of video editing and trying to find, you know, music background or, you know, I'm definitely not uh, any graphic designer by any stretch of the imagination. So even, you know, stuff like a thumbnail is, is hard for me to do um, because I just, I don't have that background of, of figuring out how to do that stuff. So, you know, I get people that can help and do, you know, even thumbnails or graphics or find me good, you know, um, music that isn't copyrighted you know like that's valuable to me too because then i can just plug and play and, and that just makes that process quicker doing the filming is 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 easy compared to sitting down and doing the editing the editing sucks look if your team could find wanda franco your team could do anything it's true it's true um yeah i mean i mean he's probably got a lot of free time now so maybe he's i wouldn't say free editing time. And, yeah i wouldn't okay he has a lot of uh, not free time he has time <laughs> he's and, doing uh, time is what you're yeah, saying yeah so um but i mean yeah i don't know if i don't know if he'll be an, an option in the future but you know yeah, he probably if, doesn't have access to the tools that you need that's my guess probably not yeah, yeah. no that's probably not a good option no. <laughs> avoid that <laughs> if you need help with like graphic design stuff or whatever shoot me a message i definitely do <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, like most of us on here, well, no, me and Carrie can do some of those things. Yeah, the rest of the crew probably. Well, Tyler could probably do some of it. Yeah, Ty probably. If, I would never say trust if I, him with a computer. I was say, yeah. not even remotely. I, if I need somebody to get their face hit with a with a broom handle, <laughs> I know who to go to. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did finally just leave it in here permanently. Ah. Oh. <laughs> It's so gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> Just a little snippet. Just a little snippet. Yeah. 
But you know what? Like, yeah. even following him around would be, I think it would be pretty entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, he's, uh, he probably, during a day, there's probably a lot of funny stuff that he does that, you know. A lot of it's probably spent it on the washroom, though, Jeff. Like, uh, oh. it wouldn't be that entertaining, I don't think. No, that's probably not entertaining either, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's no, a good point. No. Uh, the, the days are very different from moment to moment. I bet they are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you never know what's waiting for you around the corner, like yeah. broom handle. But yeah, so I mean, the one thing that I that I'll say too is like, I'm gonna, I know, in the distant future, like the summer is gonna be tough. Um, I guess maybe not if you know things go successful and I'm you know able to go to a couple nationals. That'll take up some um, some time. And 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 create some content, but aside from that, like, like uh, I, there, there's going to be a huge gap of of no opportunity for content. So I definitely think I have to like kind of build up a kind of like a a backlog of of videos so that when the summer hits, I'm not worried about making content. I can just push it out, push it out, and uh, and I guess that's something that um, in the future I'm going to have to I'm going to have to address it for sure. Yeah, for sure. We we always thought we were gonna have the same problem too, and then it seems like that hasn't been the case for us, which is good. Yeah. Well, like we just there's the, always something in the summer now too. There's yeah, there's always something going on, and there's always more guests out there. Like I know yeah. uh, we've had Jeff on three or four times, let's say, but you're you're kind of one of the personalities that's always doing something. So catching up with you and. Um, putting your face on our podcast also helps us too, right? So that's, it's a pretty bad situation you guys are in. If that's, well, like, if that's the it, case. It's Dude, my my face, Dexter's, Tim's. Like Ty was a, a huge plus for us, but he doesn't come on that often either anymore. So disappointing. <laughs> Only a few yeah. of us that are committed. Yeah, commitment is. Uh, it appears that way. Right yeah. Um, what else do you got on the go? What's going on? Um, not a whole lot, really. Um, aside from moving across the country, starting a YouTube channel, bowling you balls. Didn't move across the country. You went from the east to the east. This is yeah, crazy. I know. Actually, I've made that <laughs> comment a times. few times. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm like, well, you know what? Like, according to people out west, I didn't do anything. I'm still in the same spot. Like, it's just down the road, from what I understand. Yeah. It, you know what? I will say, like, uh, the the trip itself that we took was was amazing. Um, we didn't have any problems at all. Everything went smooth. Uh, fortunate enough that, like, Jen was organized and had everything all set up and, like, hotels booked for whatever night. Like it went so smooth. Uh, it was a long trip. I'll tell you that. And like the last nine hours, once we got onto the Island was like, just get me home, just get me home. But aside from that, like everything was like, we couldn't have asked for a better trip. Um, the weather was great aside from ferry was really rough that, that night sucked, but, um, we got to sleep through it and, and hop in the car and first thing in the morning we went. So like, that was a really wild experience for sure. Like we really enjoyed it. And, and now that we're out here, we absolutely love it out here too. So. Yeah. 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 And just for the people listening, we, we totally understand that Ontario is not East, but <laughs> the reactions we get just prod along the joke as far oh, for as sure. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We love we love poking and prodding people around here. 
in all yeah. fairness, though, like, I mean, you think of, like, France and, like, Germany as, like, Europe, and then suddenly, like, Czech is, like, Eastern Europe, and that's, like, probably less of a distance than we have between us and Ontario. So, realistically, they're Eastern Canada. Listen, the, the my favorite part is my American friends, the Duckpin guys, asking, like, okay, so where are you now? Like, how far away are you from Nebs now? Like, when I see you in August, like, how long of a drive is that? It's like, it's like 30 hours. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, look at a map. Like, I'll send them a screenshot of the map and be like, this is where I am now. Like, I am literally, you can't get any more east. Like, I drive out drive out of my like subdivision and you know I'm, I'm pretty much looking at the ocean so you know what i mean like you can't get any further east in north america than where we are right now and it's just it boggles their minds more than anyone else because like canada understands right like people that are you know canadians they they get it but the americans have no idea it's just yeah. like oh yeah like so when you come down for for a duckman tournament how many hours is it going to take you to get there it's like 30 like it'll take me 30 hours like oh <laughs> Well, why? It's like <laughs> if I want to get off, if I want to get off the island, I'm either flying or in a boat. Like it's not like I'm just driving. Like I have to organize either to go in the air or go in the water first. So just just tell them it's like Alaska. How do you get to Alaska? What? Well, I guess you could drive there. Never mind. Yeah, you can drive to Alaska. Yeah. The, For yeah, the record, the, yeah. To drive from Switzerland to Prague is nine hours. That is way closer way closer than from here to ontario mm-hmm. I'm, ju- I'm just i'm just saying east europe this is correct I, bill we agree yeah, bill, bill's got it figured out <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure oh, yeah it's i don't know like I, it, the dynamic of like people trying to understand where we are and I mean, we get a lot of people that have asked us you know simply why and uh i don't know like i think if you spend some time out here <laughs> you you would see why like it's yeah. yeah people are great like um i mean the the scenery itself is is absolutely beautiful I, although i will say like we've been here since september i still haven't seen a moose i mean i haven't seen anything and, really and jen jen took some people out get on the um, freaking highway man it's, they're right there <laughs> no no they haven't been i seen a fox one day it's the only thing i've seen the whole time we've been here Jen, uh, we had some friends uh, stay with us for a week, and uh, and they went up to Dildo. Um, they wanted to do, like, the shops, but they were all closed for the season. So they, like, uh, get out of uh, um, get out of the car, and there's, like, a harbor there or whatever, and, like, they saw a, uh, a dolphin, two whales, and a bald eagle in, like, 10 minutes. And then they drive home and it's like, oh, we've seen this little black fox with a white tail on like right on the corner of the house. It's like, cause I, I like pretty much live on a corner and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I've, I've been here forever. I've been here for months and I haven't seen nothing yet. Do you like, go outside? Nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking outside right now. He's video editing in his basement. Like, he's yeah. Not, he's not going out. Uh, go I've video editing. I've park. seen one fox and ducks. That's it. That's all I've seen. I haven't seen anything else. It's crazy. Um, Kevin does bring up a, a thing here. Yes. Michaela Eby threw a perfect game. Mm. Brandon yeah. Hogan threw a perfect game. Randy Morissette Morset threw a perfect, threw a perfect game. game. Man, there's perfect games coming everywhere now. Let me yeah. let me tell you, uh, Randy Morissette's perfect game, pretty impressive. That hair, though. 
guy, guy that is impressive. Ma- to keep any hair of that. I was like, where did that come from? Makila Evie's in the middle of a 20-game marathon at 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the time to do it. Yeah, but yeah. she's young and full of energy. Like, yeah. That's not fair. I mean, I'm, I've am i been pushing to try and get a 20-gamer here. Um, I think it'll eventually it'll happen. There's enough people that are on board that want to um, they want to actually get into it, but it's uh it's a grind. Like, <laughs> I guess that's another thing that we can kind of talk to for a couple of minutes too, is explaining the open qualifying and hearing how wild that is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Watching your that video. Kind of, that kind of flew under the radar. Like, like it's crazy to think like, um, I don't know. What, like, I'm sure they're, uh, I'm sure like even if, if Craig's watching this, he could probably comment on what each zone does. Cause I have not, I don't have a fucking clue. I know that we both four, we have four, four dates. We pick three dates out of those four. Uh, and we, we will seven game sets. It was a 50 and, gamer. Sorry. 50 games. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can't even comprehend that. I, I remember doing the 20 gamer and, and that wasn't fun. Um, so yeah. So, and then we will, Sundays, but then Paradise, they have seven dates, and you bowl five of those seven dates, six games, uh, on Sunday nights. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, we bowl 21 games, Paradise bowls 30. You know, like, it's just, it's it's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, it's like everyone does something different. It's it's wild. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I think it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's just it's for me. It's I, I can't keep track of what everyone's doing, and it's it's all a little bit different. And I do think someone can look at a bowling center or a zone because like that's another thing too. Like if you look at like Plaza Bowl and St. Pat's, they are considered different zones, but they you can literally walk. To one from one to the other in less than ten minutes, you know, like, and they they do stuff completely different. So you really could like plan ahead of time and say like, you know what, like, if I want to bowl thirty games, I think that's gives me gives me a better chance, or I have more dates with less games, or less dates with more games. I think you can kind of like, maybe I wouldn't say manipulate it, but kind of played an advantage that you think you might have. So like, I don't know if I agree with that, but. I, I do like the idea that every zone kind of has their own say in how they do things. So I think that's that's kind of cool too. So, I mean, I'm neither here nor there on it. I don't think it – to me, it doesn't make a difference because um, we all bowl the same amount once we get the provincials. But, um, yeah, it's, it was wild to hear that when we first got out here. Like, oh, yeah, so, like, do you guys do, like, two 10-game sets or anything? Like, oh, it depends where you bowl. Like, what do you mean depends on where we bowl? <laughs> like, yeah. well, some do 30, some do 20, you know, like – which one do you want? Like, oh, that's okay, su- cool. That's super neat. I like the the different concepts, but I like I like the way Alberta has finally kind of got it all down pat. Everybody bowls on the same weekend. Doesn't matter what zone you're from. You play twenty games, mm-hmm. and then you build yeah. your teams from it. Like it used to be, North had to play on a different weekend because they were using an Edmonton Center to play it because the distance between cities is stupid. And then Central moved to 16 games for a couple of years, and that got kiboshed. Like, I, I like the the stationary. Everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But to have, 
different concepts and like you said maybe i'm a better player over 30 games than i am 21 so i probably yeah. lean towards going to play 30 games right well and, and you think too like um in a situation say like paradise where they both seven seven sets or they they have seven dates and they both five sets like the dynamic of do i want to bowl all five right now or do i want to wait and be one of the last ones to finish i mean unless you're brandon tibbs like i'm pretty sure he can only he could bowl four sets and probably finish first the way he's been bowling like he's just lighting it up in that place but you know what i mean like there's a strategy involved with that too where it's like you, do you want to set a number or do you want to chase a number yeah, and it's something I kind of touched on a little bit where it depended on, like, I didn't have a choice. I had to miss the second date. Uh, I was in Ontario for a work Christmas function, so I missed the second date. But if I hadn't, like, I would have bowled. And then how do I want to play the last two dates? Do I want to get the number posted and then not worry about it anymore? Do I want to have the ball in my hand in the 10th frame of the last game to make a team? Like, there's just so many different um, variables that you can kind of play around with that, um, like I said, I'm neither here nor there, but I guess if I had to choose one or the other, I would probably say, no, I just would like everyone to bowl the same, same time, same dates and, and, and away you go. So, and I think too, like, even if you had it set up on different dates, uh, the argument a lot of the time here is, well, so-and-so will probably miss, they'd have to miss this date because of work, but you know, out of, out of all the zones, aside from West, like everyone's like 20 minutes apart. So if you, if you knew the dates ahead of time, like, oh, I'm going to miss this date. Well, I guess I'll bowl here this year, you know, like not saying that's a solution to a problem, but, you know, like you would have that ability to move around where, you know, all the other places, you know, in the country don't necessarily have that ability to say, oh, I just drive 20 minutes and I'll just do a different qualifying. Yeah. So and here, I'm, I don't want to hack on any of the associations. This is just a from what we see from Alberta, because obviously we have set boundaries and stuff like that. Like you can't cross boundaries without asking for an exemption or a reason behind it. Like you're, you work in a zone, you live in another zone, then maybe there's, there's something there, but we know we've heard it happening in Ontario and it probably happens in Newfoundland. It happens in Vancouver where you can have these players build super teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't I mean that, that's a scary proposition, and isn't well, even if you look at hurt other teams, like for sure. But I mean, like that's that's where I say in our in our zone or our province specifically, like I I think the rest of the country doesn't understand the ability in the numbers that that we have in in one city. It's not even that big of a city compared to you know what I mean, like. It's not even a top 10 city in population in the country. But, um, but yeah, like you look at the team, like I'm bowling out a holiday. So if everything pans out, like you could have myself, Glenn, Brad Glenn and, and Shane Chafe on the same team. And then, you know what I mean? Like you got Ray Dunphy, Mike Maloney and, and, and Brandon Smith. It, like, yeah. like that's a team that is a force for sure. Yeah. And then you've got like Paradise have, you know, like, like I said, like Brandon Tibbs is, is, is absolutely lighting up. And then you look at the, the roster there and then you look at Plaza and who they got, St. Pat's who they got. Like, you know what I mean? Like regardless, you could put the strongest team in any of those zones. They're still like, they're still going to have a time to get there. 
Um, Sean, you know, this is the concept behind the 5PL. No, no, I, I think he might be talking about, like, NBA and those as well, right? Because NBA does that, you know? Uh, look at the Dodgers. Right, look, that, but that's pro. That's what he like. he's saying. They're paying yeah. people to come play. Yeah. It's an am- amateur tournament. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I think provincially, Kerry, provincially it might hurt it a little bit, but, like, not really nationally when you already have... No. Right, no, because you're, for sure. I mean, it's going to help them nationally because you already have Manitoba that does a super team for the entire province, yeah. and, and so obviously is Gatineau is like a super, what, a super team. Like they have one city, so it's just it's one one team, qualifying. Yeah. So, um, I I do get it. It just it can really hurt your province provincials, right? Mm-hmm. It really, it really could. It could destroy you your know, provincial. You don't want to see like, and that and that's the thing. Like the women here in Newfoundland uh, have a problem with is the numbers aren't as the quantity and is not, not there. And they had to switch to a provincial roll off. And there was uh, certainly some pushback on that. And um, they, I don't think like it's my own, my, just my own personal opinion, but I don't think there's any other way to do it efficiently than the way they're doing it now. And, you know, like, do you have like, one team just steamroll everybody every year. And then you're, you know, like there comes a point where like some teams are just be like, well, I'm not going to bother bowling, you know, and then, then I heard your numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, you're referring to the ladies, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, when they got to the point where there was only one team submitting and they just automatically got a free pass to mm-hmm. nationals, I think a, a, a provincial singles qualifier for that makes way more sense than yeah. doing that. A, it makes your team stronger, sure, but B, that means more people have an opportunity to actually make nationals as opposed yeah. to, you know. And, and I will, I'll say this too, like at that point, kind of being more of an outsider than than you know a local, uh, mm-hmm. you're effectively the argument that you know, say somebody in another province might say, like, well, you're kind of forming like a super team. It's one city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not any different than Edmonton putting a team in. You know, like doing a qualifier for a team. It's one city in the entire province that's putting a team yeah. for. It's the same as Gat- to no, go to nationals. Yeah. Um, and as a spectator, I will tell you that like twenty games, that was uh, that was an entertaining twenty games. It was right down to the wire, down right down to the tenth frame for three people, and uh, it it really was, you know as a spectator, something I really enjoyed watching because there was just so many different storylines that we were kind of following along. And I think that's important too. Like, sure. Like as competitors, I think you obviously want um, the substance or, 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 or something that's valuable, but I think it's also important to have something valuable for the spectators because, you know, there's only so many people bowling, but there's a lot more people watching. And, and, and if you want to grow this game, like what we've been talking about, you need to do something that's going to entertain people. And, uh, and, and I think that fit the bill. I definitely would rather watch that than watch one team just absolutely smash everybody. Cause that's not fun. That's not fun for the people doing it. There's not fun for the people that are getting crushed and it's not fun for the people watching. Maybe just a couple people that, you know, they want to see something like that for whatever reason, but it's the large to, majority. I just don't want to see an amateur event deter people from playing it. Mm-hmm. It just it it seems kind of detrimental to the whole concept of it, but 
looking at it from it's the premier event, right? This is the best players. This is the best. Mm-hmm. I, I I understand the argument on both sides for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because because you want to put the best team to go to nationals, one hundred percent. Yeah. But if you're playing the same fifteen people because those are the only people that think they can compete, is that really? I I don't know. That's not building the sport. That's for sure. Yeah. But. I yeah, know. I mean, as long as we've got a numbers problem, I I think that that's you know that's going to be a kind of like a, an elephant in the room, but. You know, in a lot of the provinces where there's, you know, a deep field to choose from, you know, I, I don't know. I I think it would be really cool to have an event where you literally build super teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be really cool if you could if you could have a, a national event where, you know, it is like an open where you just make your own team and play for some money or whatever. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really entertaining. It would like definitely be worlds, right? I, yeah, basically, yeah, like exactly that—the world championships, right? I, I thought for some reason I thought the Ontario Five Men were going to that. What? What? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> there, there was a, there was a solid concept. That yes, there was. It was a solid concept. I 100% agree with that. Like, <laughs> not everybody's, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but like, I've, we had a lot of discussion. I think when that was kind of being thought out and I don't think I don't think it would have been like the the pushback on that thought was pretty strong I think but I don't think it would have been what everyone was claiming they thought it would be you know like you know you build a super team yeah okay sure and then they crush everyone like there's so many qualities I was just gonna say if so many how about you know? How about you disrespect everybody else in the province a little bit? Did you think yeah. like six people will absolutely dominate the rest of the province? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, sure they're going to give themselves a good chance, but especially yeah. like I said, like in St. John's, like you know, every week I see some bowler I've never seen before, and they're shooting you know nine nine and a half triple, and it's like oh they're averaging two seventy here, or you know like they're like oh yeah that guy's a player, like this guy can he'll just go off. It's just you know like they're yeah. so good, and it's like. You can't just think like you can pick six people and it's going to be a success every time. Yeah, it, for sure. I think you're disrespecting everybody else in the game to say that. And and Amen. a lot of those people are disrespecting themselves because they're like, I wouldn't get picked on that team, so why would I bother bowling? Well, it's just because you're really good and you could still do it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be you know like for for I'll speak in terms of like Ontario. Like you have some zones that are aren't as strong. And they might have one or two like really phenomenal bowlers, and they're not really giving themselves a chance every year. They're they, essentially they're bowling for singles. And how would they feel about that idea, where they could maybe have finally a chance and not get absolutely smashed because they've been doing it for years? You know, like yeah. I think that's that's something that people kind of lose sight of, where you know, especially in like the stronger pockets. Um, of bowling where people are like, oh yeah, if you put a team in, then we wouldn't have a chance. Well, because you have a chance every year right now, but those people that don't every year, how would they feel about it? Oh, yeah, and the, the only way for them in Ontario to actually make, you know, have that chance is for them to literally physically move their lives to do something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I, I don't think that um, anything that we debate on 
you know, the direction of a tournament. Like, I don't think there's any clear cut right answer, right? You know what I mean? Like, we just play it out. Like, like I said, with this ladies qualifier here in Newfoundland, there was a ton of pushback, and and um, unfortunately, there was a ton of pushback, and and I, and I wasn't involved in it, and it it bothers me, and yeah. a lot of people who once ex- experienced it and understood the direction it was coming from were like, oh. Okay, well, maybe it was a little bit wrong. This is not a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like, it went to the extreme for sure. Yeah. So I just think that um, you know, as long as we're kind of thinking of ideas, not all ideas are going to be great, but I don't think there's just one idea where it's just like we need to do this. Like, you need to kind of look at what uh, options are on the table and what you know everybody wants to try, and you know maybe something takes off like. We, when we had we had the wildcard team in Ontario, Southern Ontario, the one year, and um, I remember remember we were saying like we had a conversation about it before it happened, and we're, I remember we were saying to a couple of people on that team, you know you can't win this thing, right? Because if you win, it's done. Like it's never going to happen again. And they didn't win; they lost in the finals, but they they qualified first, and they ended up losing in the finals, and they squashed it. And there was just enough people that were not on board with the idea, and there were. If I'm being honest, it was a great idea. I think they could have tweaked it instead of got rid of it and said like, oh, okay, well, let's try it this way. I think it's a good idea, but maybe it's maybe there's a better way to do that idea. And they're just like, no, we're not doing it anymore. We had a pushback. We don't like it anymore. You know, and I think I think there was an opportunity lost there. Yeah, sure. Totally agree. Hmm. Well, I think we went over a lot of time. We, we, hey, whenever, whenever I'm on, <laughs> I, I told Carrie. Carrie was like, "Yeah, it'll probably be just under an hour." So I was like, "No, we got Jeff on. We're gonna talk forever." Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's almost it's midnight good. here. It's good, and I mean, I could probably talk for another hour. That's and you know, for a guy Shane Chafe who has never come back on, he just went live on a different video. Yeah. So like, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Look, look in the fight, I say. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, once again, I wish you all the best in your endeavors. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Thing. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, no problem. Look forward to the next one, and uh, hopefully it takes you six, seven hours to edit it, because it'll be really good. It probably wouldn't be. It'll, it'll scrape in the bottom of the barrel for sure. But we'll we'll get better as we go, and hopefully more efficient with the video editing as we go as well. Because I, you know what, like I gotta tell you, Jen needs some sort of award because I listen to me uh, maybe three or four hours of video editing of my voice, and I'm like, I don't know how she can handle this. Like, I don't want to hear me talking anymore. She has needed an award for a long time, sir. Yeah. Yes, we'll she's well overdue for sure, and it's just like I don't know, like like I want me to shut up right now, but here we are, and I gotta hammer through it so i can only imagine what she goes through every day for sure all right well we'll uh ladies podcast next week 5 p.m this weekend and uh we'll see all guys another time bye